Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Testies. Testies. Testing. One, two. Testing. Testies. One, two. <laughs> I'm drunk. All right. Well, welcome to Food for Thoughts. A podcast gab fest when a multiracial mix of queer writers gather on stage to talk you. about sex, <gasps> identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. <laughs> Food for thought, a moment on the lips, a lifetime in Joe's text messages. <laughs> <laughs> That is so rude. And also very real. And very, very real. I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. I'm an indigenous American poet, editor, and as of last week, I have officially made out with every person I've had a crush on in my adult life. Whoa. Brag much? I'm mad. I'm pissed. That's right. I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, power bottom, and... Suck a dick is the best life advice that's ever been shouted at me by a homophobe on Christopher Street. You ever wow. really like when they're just like, oh, suck a dick, you're like, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm Fran. I'm a writer, editor, and if you notice that I'm glowing, it's because I've just spent the last three days using a solid gold handheld bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Qatar, and it's an extremely wealthy country, but being gay is illegal there as well. But I was like, this is the gayest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like, this yeah. doesn't make sense. But they put a bidet everywhere. It's amazing. Hi, I'm Dennis Norris II. I'm a... Hi. I'm a reader, a writer, a former figure skater, and I'm so grateful to be in this space, and I'd really love to get plowed out there. Oh, my God. So any talk that's in the room that's interested, just um, slide into my DMs so that you can slide into me a little later. There are no tops here. We're never going to get invited back here ever again. (laughs) This is a disaster. It's fine. Also, or you could just, like, do the IRL DMs, which is just, like, walk up to Dennis and say, I want to fuck you on the patio. (laughs) I will say yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Joe, why don't you tell us what we got mm. on the menu today? Yes, yes, yes. Today, we swipe right on BuzzFeed. Uh. <laughs> we answer all the questions that you never really want to have answered. Yeah, sorry. Um, we cheat on you, like, a lot. Like, just aggressively, our sexuality is cheating on you. Uh, and we end with one delicious bite that might make people think you're an alcoholic, but really, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. Thank you. So we're going to start the top of this show the way any good top should, with a little tease, our (laughs) uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse your booshes today, Fran's got a little game. Fran is going to be Game Master Dom Daddy Top. Yeah. (laughs) It's more power than he deserves, to be honest. Honestly, yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, The leather cap goes to his head. Uh, So today we're playing our signature game, Swipe Right, Swipe Left. Um, if you don't know how this game works, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> why are you here? You clearly are here for the free rosé and the chips and salsa. It's fine. Um, but it is a game wherein we swipe left or swipe right, uh, as in a certain dating app, um, on certain cultural forms, like things that we might like or dislike. And we have a consensus we, we throw down. Mm-hmm. Um, first on this list, toe rings. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, it hurt to say that. Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, this is Teebs. I'm going to swipe left on that and its entire tradition and history. <laughs> In perpetuity throughout the universe. Yes. It is a solid left, yes. Yeah, yeah, left. Okay. Um, I'm swiping right. Oh, my God! <laughs> Fuck you. Wow, a lot Even of- though I have a whole issue with feet, I'm swiping right on toe ring. Dennis, I feel like you would love to, like hook up with the white guy with dreadlocks and toe rings. Oh, my oh, God. I totally would. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You're no. kryptonite. Oh, please. Dennis. That no. would be so much fun. And then write about it. No. All right. I mean, also, I think just Dennis likes adornment in general, right? Adornment. I do. Yeah. That's a very good way. I love jewelry. Poet. 
All right, shirtless pics on Instagram with giant blow-up pool toys. Uh, in the form of such as swans, eggplants, or those donuts, pizza slices, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to be right on inflatable shit and left on shirtless people. I'm, exa- <laughs> I'm exactly the opposite of that. I, I do it for the shirtlessness, yes. And you are swipe left on the pole. Well, because I, the, the shirtless people are already too self-inflated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my problem with it, I have a problem yes. with the relevancy. I feel like pool floats were really two years ago, and we have to move on. <laughs> I, um, I, sw- I tend to swipe right on all those men, so I guess that's a swipe right. Okay. I know. Okay. I'm not proud. How about the fact that someone hit Beyonce, bit Beyonce? Oh my God, <laughs> hit Beyonce. Did bit something Beyonce. happen in the past like two hours? No. Yeah. Someone bit Beyonce. Uh, Are yeah. we swiping right or swiping left? Le- left? How dare they? I get, yeah, but I mean, I just want to swipe right on Tiffany's whole story. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Truly, truly. Yeah. I am swiping left, but only because I did not get a chance to bite Beyonce. <laughs> I was just going to say, who doesn't want a piece of that? I'm swiping right. If okay. Beyonce any... were here, I'm not going to pretend that I wouldn't at least consider See, taking a bite out of her myself. See, that's why she don't let people around her. That's why she don't let people around her. If there's any mm-hmm. part of Beyonce I want to put in my mouth, it is no. not like a cheek. Like, I would... A any, chunk like, of her. Any other body part. Mm. What mm. about um, the original Roseanne TV show? Um, I... Right, I loved the original yeah, Roseanne really TV show. Too. Yeah, hard right. It was like yeah. really as as like a yeah. Says right. and I were, were like we totally watched Roseanne. Yeah, I, <laughs> you've never watched it. You've I, never I watched did it. watch it. And did it you really? Grossed me out. I I don't know. I uh, swipe left. Okay, what about the reboot of Roseanne? All together, left. left. <laughs> the audience all shouted as well. Yeah, just. To, because she's a Trump a supporter. A Trump supporter, yeah. In the TV show, it's bizarre to me. And in real life. And super anti-trans. What about Mike's Hard Lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll go first. I'm swiping right. Swiping right. I love I, it. Love the sugar intake. Love the fact <laughs> that it just, I, I don't get drunk, but I like feel like I'm partaking in this ceremony of drinking. Yeah, 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 great. It's uh-huh. like I, as a teenager regularly gave my ass to men who gave me Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would come in with the, tw- like the, too close with the 20 ounce, and they would just like, how about, like, a Mike's Hard? <laughs> the 20 ounce. They would even say, like, like, they would just like, you want a Mike's Hard? And I was like, I do want to make Mike Hard, yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I, oh, we are trash. Swipe left. What's hard about Mike's Hard Lemonade? What about Gemini's? Trigger warning, all, all I'm together sorry. Now. All together now. Oh my God. Left. Right. All of my friends right. are Gemini's. All my friends are Gemini's. There's a very sweet Gemini in my DMs right now. Oh, oh my the, God. The, the thing is, he'll be sweet until he isn't. That's how they, that's how they roll. The duality. Same TBH. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can do without. Absolutely. Um, Michael B. Jordan's chest in Black Panther. Swipe right. <laughs> Swipe a right. A thousand. Michael B. Jordan, where are you? Take me on this patio right now. Swipe right. Same. You know when you're just like, man, people you know are fucking delusional. <laughs> I'm going to swipe left. It's too big. Oh. It's too... I'm sorry. It's too it's as hell is I, not too I big. Love, not I love big. fragile men. I love men that look like I can just break them over <laughs> my knee. You, you break know? everyone emotionally, Fran. Isn't that oh, enough? True. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, next we have... <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say left as well. I prefer like people with unpretentious bodies and cartoon faces. I've said this many times before. <laughs> that is exactly your type. All right, swipe right or swipe left. Michael B. Jordan's acting in Black Panther. He's perfect. Shut up. Leave him alone. Oh my god, his performance in that movie was the only thing in that movie that I did not enjoy. I will not speak ill of Michael Dennis, B. Jordan. Have, have, have you seen it, Dennis? <laughs> I will not speak ill of Michael B. Jordan. You'll see it in like four years and be like, that's, did you hear about this about movie, right. Black Panther? You guys have to see this movie, Black Panther. is so amazing. Where were we when it came out? <laughs> Coming up last, we have Tommy winning $50,000 with a Whiting Award. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I swipe left on that. I have to swipe left. <laughs> oh, yeah. on principle. <laughs> So, I mean, swipe right. Yeah. I mean, you can swipe left all you want. It's still in my bank account. <laughs> That's right. 
Benches, we got to keep him on our good side. Swipe right or swipe left, the fact that Tommy still hasn't bought us a present with his prize money. Well, I'm going to quote a one Kanye West, my presence is a present. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, swipe left. (laughs) Swipe left. I have to swipe left. Hard left. Mm -hmm. Come on, Tommy. Um, (laughs) That concludes our segment of Swipe Right, Swipe Left. Thank you. Get out your coin purses, bitches. It's time for Penny for Your Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) And as you know, Penny for Your Thoughts is our segment where we answer questions sent to us by people from the World Wide Web. Who slide into our DM. The internet. Have you heard of it? And Um, sometimes our bodies. I have the first one. Do any of you find the size of a man's brain power sexier than the girth of his baby arm dick? Dennis does not know what we're talking about. No. I, or, can, or can dumb and hung get you horny in a different way? Oh my god! First dumb of all, and hung. I just ab- ab- fiercely object again to the term "baby arm dick," <laughs> which is really hard for me to swallow. No pun intended. No pun intended. But my pun was well, intended. <laughs> some of us have no trouble with that. For the record, um, um, that's so hot. I love it. I love dumb and hung. I per- I. Unfortunately, have never dated someone who wasn't at least a little bit dumb, um, and I feel, <laughs> and I and I feel like I am not turned on by it, but somehow my my preference can. I think that my preference can lean toward it. And also, we have to clarify like what constitutes as like dumb and well, intelligent. Yeah, and I yeah. think like there are so many ways of being dumb, right? Like <laughs> there's just so many flavors of dumb. Um, I gotta say though, like. Whatever it is, you know, I think uh, I at least have to Venn diagram. I get off on connection, right? So I have to Venn diagram yeah. with somebody's sense of humor to a certain degree. Wow, if wow, it doesn't, wow. then it's just not going to work out. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, this is Joe. I can, um, I can fuck dumb and hung, but I could never date dumb and hung. I get too bored. And if I, get, if I start, like, not wanting to talk to someone and it's just, like, going from sex act to sex act, mm-hmm. I actually get really anxious. And you have to remember yeah. what, you, what you personally think about as dumb because you can date a harvard phd oh ca- idiot and, and they can dumb just be yeah. everyone with a phd hell. is an idiot um and like well, yeah education is definitely not intelligence exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've dated not. a lot of men that didn't have any sort of college education and they were the smartest people that i dated yeah, and yeah. i, I feel yeah. like they're yeah they're you have to like figure out what you mean by that um but i'm i don't have a problem with dumb and hung and you shouldn't either yeah i I can do I can do dumb and hung just fine. I can't do and neither can Joe. I can't do dumb and hotap like that's not a thing. <laughs> dumb and hotap, uh uh-uh. uh, like like that's like like all about like black like I'm black power, but I only care about black men and I'm all about respectability politics. Super like, transphobic that's usually. Transphobic, yeah, exactly. Transphobic, like all about like might not want you to have dreadlocks, kind of thing. Even like really just like problematic and that's not interesting to me yeah dumb and problematic is not sexy yeah would you would you would you would you hung would you fuck a man if he was hung and problematic like where do you draw the line i might want i draw the line on i might want because because (laughs) we all know that i would fuck paul ryan in a heartbeat oh my god i'm glad you said it before i said it i am sorry show over casting away the shame i am casting away the shame it is true the there is at least one Republican in the world that I... No, no, no. I would oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, 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 the listeners at home can't see, but half the audience has left. They just got up and left. <laughs> I, I, listen, I know I'm wrong, but I don't care. Tommy. I, I got to say, like, I, when I, my line of problematic starts with hung, I don't... I, I, it, it, I, just like, True. I don't... You can, you're going to have to put that somewhere else. Right. Tommy likes that Tommy likes legit one of our first conversations, I just like actually. Average, I like, you know, swipe right, average size peen. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love. Thank average you. size peen can get the job done. <laughs> I on. love an average size peen. Same. It is just, it fit, it's ergonomically correct. Ergo- yeah. I cannot, yeah. <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough. All right. Friend. So we got a bit of a saga. Um, I was searching among the, I think this one was via email. I was searching amongst the hookup apps to find someone I could hang out with without sex. Without sex. 
Um, but it didn't go so great, and I gave up until I finally found this really cute guy, totally out of my league, and sent my usual greeting. He actually responded, and we talked about how we were adjusting to college. Okay, so this person's in college. It's an important detail. Baby. Um, I was super. I was a super sheltered queer person, super naive, and didn't understand like the line between relationships and friendships. But we started hanging out as friends. He took me to my first club, he took, which is now my favorite bar. Every time we hung out, I could feel myself getting more and more attracted to him. Months passed, and I realized that I had feelings for him. Um, mm, mm. When he asked, uh, I started to distance myself from him, and when he asked me why, I told him the truth, that I couldn't help but have feelings for him. And even, and even though I knew he didn't find me attractive, um, that hanging out would be bad for me and my mental health. He basically said that he wasn't attracted to me. So he confirmed that right. it's, it's not, not romantic. Um, and he said that he still wants to be friends. Because I did like hanging out with him, we agreed to keep it up as friends. But he doesn't text me, he doesn't reply to me, and I feel like I just can't go anywhere anymore. So my question is, how do you overcome feelings like this, and what do I do? First Drop about, him! Well, no, first of all, I would say, like, baby, Jeez. you're in school still, so make friends at school. Yes. Right? Mm. I mean, like, it's... I, who... I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to police anybody's, like, um, the usage of their apps or whatever, but to, to the, the, the searching for friends on apps in the city, like, that yeah. is, like... Uh, who uh, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like the best allocation of resources, right? Yeah, for anybody, but like especially if you're in school, it's like where do you meet friends? You meet friends at work, perhaps Buzzfeed. Um, huh? You know, you meet friends at school. You meet, you know, it's just like that seems like a place in class where you're getting to know people and you're sharing intellectual rigors yeah. and you're just kind yeah, of yeah, like you could join an extracurricular or one of the sport. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, wait, and this is this is college, right? So I mean, we have a dining hall, we have. Dorms, uh, like there are libraries like, with hookup rooms in them. Community, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I do think one of the things I like about queerness is that I do think that it holds space for you to have friendships with people that you might low key be in love with. If like you talk about it and work out like boundaries for those relationships, and I think that can be. Oh, the audience disagrees. Yeah, but I, think, I also disagree. <laughs> I think that. that can be kind of fine. But if this person has shown you over and over that like it's not working you're only harming yourself by having expectations from this person. Mm -hmm. And you know what it's like to have a crush on somebody who mm. you're around and just doesn't reciprocate your feelings for yeah. whether, whether or not they're queer or, or whatever, but it's just like, it super sucks. And the only way yeah, I yeah, think yeah. to get over that is like time is a great incubator for a feeling like that. And sometimes mm. you need to like have a distance from that person in order to like heal and reformat your relationship to them and come, yeah. come back to them with a different kind of expectation namely a friendship one yeah. because if you go into it just continually pining over them I don't think you can just I, I don't know any person who could switch gears like that and beyond no. this person and I'm saying this because he's in college that this this person that you kind of fell in love with is the first pancake you know how like you like are doing uh. pancakes and like every time the first <laughs> one is like always fucked up like it's always it's like burned on or the burnt end or like <laughs> underdone or like you know this person is the first pancake and in college you have your first pancake friend or groups of friends yeah. that just didn't work out and you can't let your ego be damaged by that you can't let it lower your morale you kind of have to be like they're actually you have to remind yourself that there are a lot of people in your life that are a lot fucking better than this first pancake well, and you're going to be disappointed so yes. Any more time. Yes. yes, there are yeah. so many hot people who will not return your affection. Yeah. Like life is just full of hot people who shoot you down. <laughs> the other thing about college to think about is that college is such a closed space, and like I don't necessarily know what kind of school this person is at, but when I was in college, I had that person in my life, and he now works at BuzzFeed. Uh, oh! Oh! Wow! By the way, gay gasp. And I was chatting with him right before we took the stage. And ah! he wow. was straight. Wow. Oh, Dennis doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> give don't a I fuck. tell y'all all the time, I don't, I don't give zero fucks. I don't give wow. zero fucks. And what you have to do is you, you have to literally, like, or at least if you're me, um, and you fall down that sinkhole and you're down that sinkhole for two and a half years, you Stop have to, Dennis. Like, you basically have to forget that person exists. Yeah. You and care. Like, you care so that is little. what I had to do. Like, I had to forget that this, this, I saw this person for the first time in six years tonight. And wow. it's all fine. It's fine. Chat. You should have but seen the group chat. <laughs> I had to, I had to do it because 
Because for me, if I really fall deeply for you, my entire self-worth will get wrapped up in that. And the only way that I'm going to be able to build that up after you have torn it down is for me to basically forget that you are on this planet. Because there's so much else happening in the world. And in college, it can be such a small space that you can forget that there's a whole world outside of your college community. It's there's a, a whole world. Charge. And yeah. if you feel like no one loves you or no one wants you on that campus, step the fuck off of it. <laughs> put yourself in the real world and bend over and someone's going to put their dick in. <laughs> and you're going to have a good time. Oh, wait, and I, I just, I, I just, I, I dealt with this so much in my life, putting my affections speak? on straight men. So you, you just... Yeah, no. Forget you them are, and move on. You're the, come, and then come back if you want to. <laughs> you're the embodiment of that meme of Barack Obama right after his term ended when it's him on like the jet ski or whatever. <laughs> and he's just like, yes. this, no, n- n- has no regard for the world around him. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's Dennis all no the time. Longer. Except I he deeply, was never president to begin with. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I deeply loved the college that I went to, but in for this part of my life, it was a pretty damaging experience. And I used to tell people like, like then when when I was graduating that I was like my, my self-esteem was crawling across that stage when I got my degree oh baby and when I graduated the whole world opened up and so that's not to tell this person that they have to wait until they graduate but like I could have done a lot more for myself at that time in my life to take myself mm-hmm. out of that context and expand my world and I and I and that was a mistake that I made so get yourself out of that setting and find communities and spaces that affirm you and make you feel good about what is actually there. I have one more super quick life hack, uh, which I learned from Fran, but it works because this is a very not me thing. I had a person. Uh, Fran, but I, it works. <laughs> I, I, I had a person who I was crushing on. We went on a few dates. We hooked up a few times. And then he told me, oh, I'm just not in the right space for a relationship, which really hurt my feelings. And then I, I stopped following him. And then I actually saw him on Instagram for the first time today. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot that person existed. Mm-hmm. And that felt nice. So thank you. Yeah. Just like remove that person from your line of sight. Yep. And keep it moving. All right. So it's time we get to the meat of our discussion, the thought process spelled T-H-O-T. And to throw our thought processes smack dab in your face, we got Joe. Hi, everyone. Um, Infidelity. Cheating. (sighs) adultery if you're married we've been obsessed with cheating for like a few hundred years infidelity is from the latin infidelis which means lacking in faith i'm actually interested in the connection between cheating and faith what can we believe in that we can't actually see all relationships require faith the belief that another human can live up to their word but what does cheating mean to be faggots in 2018? Like, we can make any type of relationship we want. We can have a boyfriend and a butt plug. Dennis knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Always. Um, some studies have reported that nearly half of gay men have been or are currently in an open relationship. Doesn't that make cheating obsolete? One glance around Twitter and Insta make it clear that that isn't true. So what is cheating? What boundaries do we put on relationships? And how do we work to live up to our promises? To start the combo thoughts, what's one time that you cheated? When I heard that you were going to introduce this segment, I imagined you like reading it and then like a single tear <laughs> streaming down your face. So Just I'm really one. proud of you for not crying. I have a lot of trauma around cheating ex-boyfriends, so yeah, I didn't want to go there yet. We're just start light. I'm really By his book, Inside Out. It's real good. <laughs> what was your question again? Oh, when, we, when we've cheated. What's one time that you've cheated? Because I feel I, like cheating is so easy to talk about when it's someone else. Yeah, I've never cheated except when I did. <laughs> um, and I only yes. did it because it felt really good. <laughs> I, <is> lie? <laughs> I mean, I was on tour... And it was just, you know, oh, my God. I was in so many area codes <laughs> and so many fine-ass dudes. But, like, ultimately, it was because, like, I knew the relationship wasn't working out. We weren't talking to each other. I needed a reason to break up with him. So I just started having sex with other people. Wow. It was horrible. I was... Right. It was two years ago. Yeah. I was a bad person. Does but like, but I think... still are a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, not much has but changed. I, but, but here's the thing, though. I, 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 I really... 
I could, I was trying to imagine, because he had talked about maybe breaking up with me too, and I was like, oh my God, please pull the trigger on this relationship. Oh, <laughs> um, but he was the kind of person who I'm sure if he was like, I cheated, and like, like he would want, he would want to stay together, but I just like didn't, so I needed... If I was a better person, and I, you know, I think when one thing that you could mm. do is just like learn from any given situation where mm. you know you fucked up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's all you can do moving forward. And I was like, well, I'm actually just going to have to like be brave in front of this person and say like, yeah. nothing has changed. I just don't want to be with you anymore. Instead oh. of being like, I kind of like, I kind of killed, this is DOA because of me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like did, I did the worst thing. The sex was worse because it was cheating, right? <laughs> oh, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. no, I still have a crush a on this person, FYI. I, the person you cheated with or the person you cheated on? No, the person I cheated with. The person okay. I cheated on, I've like, <laughs> thought about two times. And, oh, like, I, I actually oh. have never cheated on someone. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury. Because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Hi, it's Laverne Cox, and on my new podcast, The Laverne Cox Show, we're ripping the band-aid off trauma resilience, dating, diet culture, dating, white supremacy, dating. Okay, I'm not gonna get explicit, but just because you cute, like I'm not going I'm not going to <laughs> I know what you were gonna say, yes, girl, I've been there. And honey, we have a lot of fun along the way. You have a lot of lesbian fans who love your femininity and glamour, and they just really, really want you. I want us to talk openly about the difficult things we all face as humans and as humans in America. Racist white people in the United States will sign their own death certificates. They will vote for policies that crush them, no safety nets, no health care, because they feel too much like entitlements. And those are folks of color, right? Listen to The Laverne Cox Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and share. Paris Hilton has a podcast. This is Paris, where she talks about the hottest in movies, music, and television with edgy, candid conversations and unexpected guests. This is Paris like you've never heard her before. Join Paris every week for an honest, open, and unpredictable romp through pop culture that only she can deliver. Over my career, I've probably been interviewed about a million times. So now it's my chance to turn the tables and interview some of your favorite celebs, my friends, my family, people who I find interesting newsmakers, influential people, and maybe even you. This is Paris reveals a more personal view of influencer, model, and author Paris Hilton. I love Schitt's Creek, The Simple Life, Westworld. Wait, The Simple Life? Are you just going to put that in the middle and then <laughs> elaborate? I love it. How do you want It's just so much fun to watch with my boyfriend because he's not like the reality type. Listen to This Is Paris podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But I, I have been the, the other woman six and a half times. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the, so the half as was you, a handy? Like, none of us ever bring our men's around Fran. Just <laughs> FYI. And I, I don't qualify that as cheating, but I did do it because I love sneaking around. And I, uh, and I love espionage. Mm. I, I am as... 
as uh, Tommy pointed out earlier today, I am the original Carmen San Diego slash wow. Carmen Fran Diego. <laughs> um, and I, I do, yeah, I, I, I love that. I'm curious in, when, you're, when you're the other, when you're the person in the, uh, when you're the quote unquote other woman or whatever, like, do you have, honestly, like, do you have a responsibility to somebody else's relationship? No. Right. No. Absolutely not. You don't think so at all. Like Four you, like no, you wouldn't think. Like no. it wouldn't cross your mind to be like, there is so many people. There's so many fish in the sea, right? There are it's, so many people in this city. There are I so many dudes you could actually do this with. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm being devil's advocate because I don't believe anybody owes anybody anything. <laughs> but, true. but, but, like, you know, you're you're going into it knowing it's going to be complicated. Okay, I I have two things. Number one, my ex that I wrote my book about cheated on me in a year and a half with at least 50 people, he said, in the end. Um, uh, And and I knew he was cheating. I found out he was cheating on Grindr because I messaged a boy for a threesome that I thought that he would find sexy. And it turns out that he did find that boy sexy and he had found him so sexy that he had slept with him three weeks prior. Um, And... uh, I remember walking down the street with him one day and he was like, oh, we have to turn the corner. And I realized that it was because a boy he had seen coming up and then I realized that he had probably slept with that boy. All of that being said, I was in a relationship with one person. That one person hadn't given me his word that he was not having sex with other people and that's the person who owes me something. So even for the people who are like the other woman to me, I don't hold any ill will against to them. To the other woman? No, it was, it was my ex, right? None but of all- them? None of them. Okay. But I will say, I think in terms of being the other woman, if you are a person who has a hard time with vulnerability or commitment, it makes it, it's actually not messy. It's the opposite of messy mm. because you are engaged in a situation that you could know is going to feel really good in the moment, maybe be really emotionally connected, but that person's going home to their other person. You're not going to have to deal with their mess and you like it that way. So it's actually a way of avoiding <laughs> certain aspects of intimacy in a relationship. That mm. is... One hundred percent true. <laughs> I too am a frequent other woman, sometimes to I, gay men and sometimes to straight men. Real quick, I also have to say, oh my god, listen. I have to say also, just before we go into this, is that I set I set this poor precedent, but I'm realizing now that the other woman is an inherently very misogynistic epithet, and we should probably say other person. Sorry, yeah. I did that, yeah, but anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. I need more rosé. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it what, down. So, as a as a other as a other person to another other person, why did you do it? Why did you partake in the cheating, even though you're not the cheater? Because the man was for, fine. <laughs> like, wow. For no simple. other reason. It's so so. No, it's okay. The first thing, the first thing is that the the one time I also have only ever cheated once in my life, and that was in eighth grade when I had a girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> And I and I met a ninth grade boy online in a chat room, Dennis. and he became my boyfriend, and we did a lot of things, and it was wow. a lot of fun. And he had a giant dick, and baby arm. He he did, and now we're friends on Facebook, and he just got married to a man. Oh wow! To a man. He was out. All right. He was out. Yes, he queen. was out in his life, like to his parents. I was not. Um, but I did cheat on this girl in youth group. And <laughs> youth group. I, in youth, I was in three youth groups because I was a pastor's kid. I didn't feel guilty about it, and I still don't because even though she thought that we might get married one day, I was just figuring myself out, and like it wasn't a real relationship, so I don't feel bad. Um, I want to say though, I you know I have never so I take great pride on also having never cheated. But that's a lie. Like, I don't think... I, everyone is cheap. Like, I've, I have really strong boundaries when I'm in relationships around mm-hmm. making out or having sex. But especially when I was younger and I felt insecure in a relationship but not ready to leave, I would do all sorts of things that if my partner found out, they would have been mad about and that I hadn't negotiated or communicated about needing in the relationship. Such as? Sending text messages. Going on dates. I would go on mm. dates, right? So that's, that's what I write about in my book is that the, my partner was cheating on me and I knew it. He was fucking other people. And that sort of, I felt really insecure about that and sort of, it sort of gave me permission to have 13 backups. You know, if, when, when we inevitably break up, I have other people to date. Ooh. I have other people who are constantly giving me yeah. emotional attention. That's your thoughty insurance you know? policy, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, so I, I was really proud of myself being like, I'm such a good person. He's cheating on me and I'm not sure. But I was cheating on him, actually, right? Like, the book is an exploration of the ways in which I was unfaithful to myself because I wasn't whole. I should have had the conversation with him, right? Like, our relationship isn't working for me or being like, I need to be able to text other people and flirt with that's as an adult, I can have a partner and be like, I love chatting with other people in the DMS 
and I love sending dick pics. And that's what I've done in subsequent relationships. And then it's not cheating. You bring up a really good point to me and in that I believe that there are tiers of cheating. Like there is emotional cheating and then there's copulation. Uh, (laughs) And I'm I'm wondering like what... I do. I think that there's a difference between emotional cheating and phys- and actual physical partaking in the act of cheating. But and I don't necessarily do believe define, that one is. How do you define emotional cheating? Someone that you've never had physical sex with or cyber sex with of any kind. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I feel like that is that do is. Do you a, think that's uh, a lesser form of cheating? No, not is at it all. Just, like, I mean, like I mean, I don't know. Like some some friendships are super intimate. Some friendships mm-hmm. aren't physical. Like you don't you don't fuck the other person, but you're very you know, fl- maybe flirty with them or whatever. Like, is that, would that be cheating? And I've definitely no, had partners be jealous of my friendships that are a little bit flirty like that, yeah. right? But to me, that's not cheating. But to me, I know when I am cheating and when it's in the DMs and when it's like, oh, maybe like sexually hinting, like there is a, a different color to those conversations. Is there, but like, okay, but like, I think though, it, it, it makes me want to examine the idea of monogamy. Yes. And the expectations of monogamy and the expectations of monogamy when you're queer. And the fact that like, I don't know, I think like, especially because any system that is erected in patriarchy and sort of like in mm, capitalism mm, is going mm. to reflect that to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And it's like this idea of like, w- like, I, okay, so I'm not necessarily, I'm a fucking jealous ass bitch, but like, so I'm not necessarily like all about like polyamory or anything like that. But I do it, like, I keep thinking that like of, of, of monogamy is a system of ownership of people, mm-hmm. you know, or yes. ownership and, of a, and their pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so well, that's how it started originally. Like that was the original design. But I, but so it makes me wonder that like, can you, is it possible? This is somewhat existential or whatever. And forgive me, I'm a poet, but like, can you get <laughs> everything from one person like right. if like if you like let's say you love this person right you have bomb ass sex but like sometimes you know you just do want to get your flirt on every now and then yeah. like and that person might not be able to give that to you because there's a certain amount of like newness to a flirtation of course. right and a, and a kind of like a like an excitement that sh- that you just might not necessarily get with somebody you've been with for like a very long time I, and I don't think it necessarily means you're going to leave that person I mean that is like the infidelity right but like, I don't know, but, like flirting? Is flirting cheating? My thing is that you ha- we have the power to set up relationships where we ask for what we need. In my last relationship, which I think was very healthy, my partner and I talked about the fact that we both like flirting. And we made agreements mm-hmm. about, like, we both like the attention of someone new. We live together. I'm coming home to you. It's not a big thing. But, like, and you don't make out. But you can absolutely touch the lower back. You can sex. You can send dick pics. You just talk about what it is you Mm. need. My Mm -hmm. thing is that... So here's my thing. The sign of a healthy relationship is that I don't have anything in my phone that my partner would be mad about or surprised by. But they're not going to look in my phone because Mm -hmm. they know that there's nothing in my phone that they're going to be surprised about or upset by. And they know that adventure and eroticism are are part of our inherent human needs. Yeah. Um, And that... that the fact that we almost need cheating or we need other things and other people is um, something that it's not a problem that can be solved. It's just a complication that needs to be managed. And I actually love the eroticizing of cheating. Like I love watching my partner get fucked by somebody else. Right. There's a whole like genre of porn. That's like cuck porn, which isn't for everyone, which isn't for everyone. Not to king shame. But like, I sort of like, I love the idea that while my partner is going to have desires that are not me. So it's, how do I flip that? and turn that into something that's also pleasurable for me. And so he's getting something that he wants out of his pleasure for someone else, and I turn that and like my jealousy actually becomes erotic because I feel like I'm participating in it. Mm. Can you cheat in an open relationship? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it, the, anybody who doesn't understand that is kind of conflating polyamory with cheating, which is like yeah. those things are completely separate. So they're, separate. They're, they're, they're linked by a hair, but they're but I don't think that they are the same thing. Because and you absolutely can. Poly, because right, polyamory and open relationships require communication, and about they require boundaries. something of a contract or a, a set of responsibilities that you have toward each other. And when you violate those responsibilities, you've cheated. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, in that, like, maybe this is very simplistic, but like, maybe that cheating is a manifestation of an inability to communicate, or or mm-hmm. or an eventuality, maybe an inability mm. to communicate, or an un- unwillingness to communicate, or mm-hmm. a miscommunication, or something like yeah. that. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm understanding now because I'm I've never I've never been in an open relationship. I've barely been in a relationship, <laughs> um, but that like it is erected within a fathom set of parameters. Yeah, I think that for me, I feel like anytime there's a boundary, anytime there is a rule that that can be broken, that boundary can be stepped over, that boundary can be crossed. So cheating is a possibility, not in my mind, an inevitability, but a possibility. But I also think there's a big difference between cheating which in my head tends to be pretty intentional. And like if it's something smaller, like an issue with flirting or DMs or dick pics or something, like maybe there's a miscommunication. Like maybe you cross a boundary that you legitimately didn't know was there. To me, that's not necessarily cheating. That's here's a tension between the two of us that we haven't brushed up upon yet maybe and we haven't cheating, dealt but with. You still can't be checked. Yes. I have a, I have a question related That's also to that. If, if you found out your boyfriend cheated, would you leave them? Is, no. that, a, is that a red line for you? In Absolutely not. It has been. Maybe. I mean, maybe Fight. <laughs> I, I, I think that, and I've never cheated on anyone, but I feel like cheating is a fundamentally um, over-punished um, uh, thing. I think that in a lot of relationships, cheating is the be-all, end-all of a relationship, which like really doesn't pay any respect to like the fact that if you've been in a relationship for four and a half years, someone gets drunk at a bar and like has feelings for another person. You're kind of like, I think you're misunderstanding like the human condition. And I also feel, I also <laughs> yeah. feel like you, you are fundamentally, you're fundamentally just throwing away everything that you've had together because your feelings are really fierce. Yeah. When someone cheats on you, you feel a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what happens mm-hmm. in the ch- in the cheating is that the cheatee. Um, weaponizes those feelings and uses them as a, for lack of a better word, trump card to <laughs> foreclose on whatever it is that you all are doing. And then you've completely thrown it away when in reality, you know, maybe you'll never recover per se, but that the per- person you're in a relationship with is going to disappoint you in very big or very small ways for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those disappointments. <laughs> your decision is whether or not you can live with that disappointment. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I also, I guess I also think that like, I have a lot of thoughts on this because I'm also hella jealous. And I've never put myself in a really serious relationship. And part of that is because I know that I could see myself cheating on someone. Like, that, I think that's a very real possibility. And so I have yet to be comfortable being like, I'm going to put myself in a situation with you where we are not supposed to cheat because I... like. I've never cheated on someone really other than eighth grade, but I think it could happen. <laughs> and I do think that there's a, lot of, there's a lot to be said for the idea that like, in relationships, there's this, there's this overarching ambition, kind of related to what you were saying earlier, Tommy. There's an overarching ambition to be everything to someone. Mm. And when your sense of your ability to be everything to someone is threatened... I mean, that's a huge insecurity. And that's, for me, that's why, ultimately why I would probably, why I might leave someone if they cheated on me. It's because in my head, I feel like I'm not enough for them. Well, and no, I don't know how to, comp- I don't know how to deal with that. Like, because, I don't know how to cope with that. Because I that's think, damaging. It I feels damaging. It's an existential human condition of being like, mm-hmm. I do have limits. How could I yeah, be yeah, everything yeah. to anybody? No. What have they identified true. that I cannot give them? And why am I not capable, unwilling, or is it impossible for me to give a person this thing, right? Yes. And so, I mean, that, that makes me think, like, getting back to your point, Fran, though, it sounds like you have a lot of faith in somebody's ability to make a mistake once and not do it again. Mm. Yeah, so, I do. I, so mm. I'm curious about this. In terms of cheating, like, do you believe... Once a cheater, always a cheater. No. Yeah, no, I, I actually don't. agree with that. Really? And, yeah, I, I do. Oh, we agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, I mean... And here's what I feel about it, though. It's like, if somebody... if Again, this might not be the way that I feel, but it's the thing that I'm feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, like, always. If somebody gets away with something on you, mm. what's going to prevent them from getting away with it again? I, that is so you. That's so you. And that's also... <laughs> very much how I like I do kind of think once a cheater always a cheater but if we're looking at it in, at it in such a way where 
we're not leaving someone because they've cheated once. And especially for us, because like we're in our 20s and 30s, so we're on the younger side of the relationship spectrum. And you're, if you're talking about building a life with someone, let's say they cheat 10 times over 40 years. Like, is that really... I don't, I, don't, like, I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world, number one. I, just, I don't know. Maybe it is. And number two, is that totally unforgivable? And does that mean you can't move forward with them? Maybe knowing that that's going to happen once in a while or I, accommodating I don't teach you, it. If you do that shit on me and I don't teach you this lesson that you can't I, do that to me, listen, I would always be suspicious that you're going to do it again. Here's the thing. Cheating is a rupture. And ruptures are, are an opportunity to grow. And I think that if someone, I mean, my ex who was a cheater had a pattern of cheating and lying to manipulate his cheating. He was never going to grow. But I've definitely had ruptures where I've ruptured the trust with partners with whom I can communicate. And I've had my partner rupture the trust with me. So not necessarily having sex, but like pushing past where we had set our boundaries in terms of communication with maybe like an ex-boyfriend, for example. I had my ex sent his ex... Uh, um, a sexy pick, and I was like, for me, that's crossing a boundary. But he was like, we didn't set our boundaries around like you can't. We we're like, we can send sexy pics, and I was like, not to an ex, right? But what it gave us was an opportunity to actually just. He was like, well, I have a really intimate relationship, so it gave us an opportunity to learn about each other. Well, that sounds like a relationship, right? Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying is that like it, cheating is a is a deal breaker when it is a rupture in communication, and then that rupture is exploited for making pain or for driving the wedge further. When the rupture in the relationship ruptures are going to happen. When the rupture is a relation in the relationship is communicated through and used as an opportunity to understand oneself, because you're like most of the time people don't plan on cheating, and it actually if you cheat then you look at the mirror like why the fuck did I do that oh there's this sexual thing that I need that I'm not getting oh actually I like the newness of a first kiss so okay I like the newness of a first kiss how do I get that and not blow up my relationship how do I communicate with my partner to get my needs met but also like support them and have mm-hmm. their back and make sure they feel secure I get what you're saying Ann Landers I really do <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's but, like bad relationship but, guru no no I mean no that, that's very insightful I, I just I <laughs> I don't, I, you said that in the most condescending way possible. I just don't happen to have the same idealism that How you so? have. Which is that like you're like, um, if it's a rupture and there is the potential for growth, yeah. I'm just like, man, some ruptures keep fucking happening. Yes, yes, you yes. Know? But and I don't I do feel like the person who is like at a, a brunch with their girlfriends and they say, I don't care who they are, like w- when I date them, like it's if it's cheating, it's a deal breaker. I feel like anyone who holds that ideal and has that point of view with any relationship they're in, regardless of whether they're even in that relationship at that very moment, um, I think that that's just kind of a, mis- a misstep. And it's I a agree. failure to nuance I, the conversation. I, I agree. I think that there's, there's kind of like a certain negative attitude towards cheating that um, doesn't come from hurt and grief. I think it comes from, as the point that you started to make at the beginning of this, at this, of this conversation, like the latent belief system that's in all of our heads that comes from the romantic fundament, fundament, fundamentalism that like our Anglo-Saxon country is created on, yeah. on marriage, on monogamy, on domestic partnership, and the capitalist structure, and blah, yeah, blah, on blah. ownership, um, and also a certain a certain rejection of reflection, and and also because and to round out this 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 point, I do feel like as all conversations come down to it, this point comes down to Beyonce, <laughs> uh, and and Ugh. I think Beyonce is one of those person who understand. No, truly, I feel like Beyonce <laughs> understand. Truly. The, the nuances and the complications of romance. And I think yeah. there's so many people out there that are like, that are like, uh, Jay-Z cheated on you. Why don't you leave him? Like, and like sh- literally shaming Beyonce. Even today I tweeted about how, um, the song ring off is just like totally slept on and that it's a fantastic song. And that a lot of it has to do with, um, the reflection of her, um, relationship trauma um, and how um, that was a, how her mother's divorce reflected that and I tweeted this and like someone tweeted at me oh, wish she would take her own advice and divorce him Ugh. and to me that is just one stupid uh, yes. and, and two it's just a failure to understand that relationships are a lot more complicated than that yeah. and Beyonce knows that they're more complicated than that and that's why we have Lemonade Yes, that's Thanks. why yes. we have an album that is created solely to help us understand mm-hmm. that someone can cheat on you and you can still find redemption in that and yeah. figure out how to grow from it and make it work yeah. after and I, it, like, I don't think reconciliation isn't possible with somebody who cheated I just mean that doesn't mean you always have to continue to be in a relationship with them mm. well and if you, if, you, if you know that it's a symptom of 
larger issues and fundamentally the fact that this is just really the wrong scenario to be in, especially if you were the cheater, then, you know, it's a good reason to think about walking away. Like, Mm -hmm. for sure. I think, I don't know, I tend to move through the world in a lot of contexts thinking that there are really no rules. We're kind of making it up as we Hmm. go along and we have to figure it out. Um, And for me, like, this issue definitely follows that line like I I don't know what I would do if I had a boyfriend who I was really in love with and really happy with and he cheated on me like I might break up with him I might stay with him or if I cheated on someone like if I cheated on someone probably there's a problem there that's larger and maybe I need to be out of the situation sort of like Tommy I don't know just a hoe no maybe maybe I'm just a hoe like I do love to spread my legs but But also but sorry to go back to Beyonce and Jay-Z for a moment (laughs) People who are, like, shaming Beyonce for staying with Jay-Z also need to remember that the streets talk, and apparently Jay-Z is the definition of baby arm dick, and you just can't, like, no, literally, people who... That is true. That is true. And I'm just saying, you can't find that everywhere. When you're Beyonce, oh when every, you when can't Beyonce, find it all the time. No, so, when you're like, Beyonce, you can find baby dick wherever you yeah, want. Yeah, you can. That's not what I'm she's there saying. for. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for I'm totally just throwing my point out the window. I also I'm just saying, just to weigh on, there's, there's, there are just so many things in this world that your partner can do that are worse than cheating. I agreed. <laughs> that, and I, like, I mean, he, they can be physically abusive. They can be emotionally abusive. They can try to tell you why Lady Gaga is the greatest living artist in that is, this oh, world that right That is now. abuse. That I is mean, worse yet than you cheating. are that still sleeping with this person, so... Bye. I mean, <laughs> just I'm according to the group chat. But yeah, I... Like, I... Listen, like you said, I give no fucks. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily leave someone for cheating. There are other things that I would, I would hope that I would leave them for were I in that situation. Just one cheating? of the things I love, I just, we'll I just want, I have to say one of the things I love about cheating is that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just have to say that it just really, given our current political situation, it really, really points out the hypocrisy of the religious right, which is like yeah. yes. people falling all over themselves to defend the butt plug in chief's like affair to be like oh well you know uh, we've forgiven him and it's just like oh you guys suck (laughs) (laughs) also his actual documented assault like also that and yet it's okay that sounds like a great point (laughs) thank you the butt plug in chief So, you know, I'm sort of full, but I got that feeling that I could put one more thing inside Mm. of me. Dennis knows how I feel. (laughs) So we're going to wrap up tonight with a little dessert. Yeah, uh, this is Joe, and uh, this is one of my favorite things. It is just, for me, the definition of self-care, the definition of sort of learning how to be on my own and just be calm and comfortable and sort of treat myself the way that I might treat someone else. Our dessert tonight is going to a bar, sitting at the bar, maybe having a book, maybe having your phone, maybe having a computer, and just having a cocktail all on your own. By yourself. By yourself. Emphasis on the cock. (laughs) Um, It is... I I like to read and write. (laughs) Teeves, you were deeply trash. Um... (laughs) I like to read and write, and I just love being out of the house. I hate doing work in the house, and just being able to sit. And actually, I was so afraid for so much of my life because I was kind of bullied a lot growing up, and no. being a loser would be like the worst thing I could be. So I would never go to bars by myself. I'd just be, I would be like, everyone's gonna know I'm here alone, and that means I have no friends. So the ability to go to a bar and sit there, uh, and actually, I feel like when you bring a book to gay bars, everyone's like, oh, he wants me to talk to him. Mm-hmm. No. No. No, no, just no. Don't, no, 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 no,
taking yourself to a bar alone is that it is both an act of self-care and a challenge. Maybe yeah. not for everybody. I don't know if it's a challenge for you, teams, because you <laughs> you're confident as fuck. And yeah, exactly. But I'm not like a very confident person when I have to enter spaces alone. And I, I have, there's a lot of terror in me when I go Sam. to a bar alone to like do something, to read a book. The last time I did it, I was still terrified and still was not totally comfortable with it. Oh yeah, we was on the yeah. group chat with Fran when you were like, at the bar <laughs> alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I keep people there with me digitally. Yeah, um, I was going to say you were not. It, it is. I think in that challenge, it becomes very rewarding because by at the end of that, you've kind of been like, I just took myself out on a date, and yeah. it was a good date, yeah. and, and it was a I'm good date because myself. there was no one there to disappoint <laughs> me. What? Bye. I was out at drinks actually with an ex that I maybe will maintain some kind of friendship with. <laughs> And we were I love on it when Dennis airs out dirty laundry <laughs> in front of an audience and for I, the thousands I of followers. Truly have no shame. We were at the end of the bar and there was the corner of the bar and sitting just like Caddy Corner to me was this really cute bookish guy reading this super thick book. And I kept trying to the look Bible. at the cover. A thick book. <laughs> I, I'm a size queen. I kept trying to look at the cover and I couldn't it because was he was dictionary. looking at it flat on on he was like it was flat on the bar, so I couldn't look. But he had this like super woolly card again and I was just like that is so one that is so sexy I couldn't tell exactly what team he was playing for but two I was just like this is like absolute like I need to find this place in my life because it was literally I was like this is what I need like a lot of the time I want to like text friends or text people and then if I don't feel like I have anyone that can spontaneously go out for a drink with me, then I feel a little bit lonely and I feel a little bit sad and that's very different from what my life maybe was like five years ago or when I was in college. But the reality is that being able to spend time with yourself quietly, alone with yourself, is like one of the greatest gifts that you have. Because if you don't have that in your life, then you don't really have a handle on yourself. And if you don't have a handle on yourself, how are you going to go out in the world and do anything that's interesting or worthwhile or present yourself in a way or live in a way that's honest or true to who you are and build a life that you want to live? And as far as we all know, like I grew up in a Judeo-Christian home, like we only live life once. So like get it together and meet yourself (laughs) and do it over a glass of wine. Thank you, for bringing like, you know, existential mortality into this Bring conversation. It's the best. Like, it, it is. I don't know. I just, I, I need to find that bar. I need to find the right space, though. I do. I if like, you have recommendations and you live in Harlem, um, y'all can tell me after the show or slide into my DMs. I do. I love, I love um, being at bars by myself because I love, like, writing at bars. And I like it because there's so much going on that it just kind of feels like a white noise machine. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually so surrounded by things that my thought process gets, like, very singular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should actually try that because I always play music when I write. Oh, and no. But I don't listen to it closely. And I, I, you always say that, and I always think to myself, I couldn't do that. There's people around. There's noise. But I should try it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try with, that. Be alone with your And sometimes thoughts. you eavesdrop on great conversations, which is perfect fodder for like a line in a poem or true. a character in a novel. True, true, true. Yeah. Oh, All right. It's delicious. Okay. My favorite thing. Thank you so much for coming. This live episode of Food for Thought was made possible by a few different factors. First of all, BuzzFeed. Thank you so yeah, much. BuzzFeed! <laughs> Thanks to Raul Kathari, Shannon Keating, and John DeVisi without at BuzzFeed who invited us here to track mud all over your nice home. We are so sorry. <laughs> and thank you our lovely engineer, Alex Mead Fox yes. from Spaceman Sound Studios who made the perilous trek to BuzzFeed headquarters to set us all up. Yes. We're also yes. brought to you by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and some sex on the peach, I believe is what the yes, drink is called. called. Yes. <laughs> um, and also our partnership with Into, an online magazine for queer news and culture head to intomore.com each week for a mincing missive by your favorite mischief mavens <laughs> <laughs> hashtag poet our producer is the truth the light and the way alexandra tapalma uh, i follow her anywhere <laughs> i'm tommy teves pico you can intermittently find me on the internet at hey teves h-e-y-t-e-e BS. <laughs> I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. And I'm Fran. You, Fran. Whoa. I <laughs> two glasses of rose in. And you can find me at Fran Squish Co. on any social media you want. 
And I am Dennis Norris the second, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T H E E A R L D E N D E N, or at my website where my beautiful chapbook is for sale, DennisNorrisII.com. It's their best-selling chapbook ever, so let's keep it going. I love that the more inebriated you get, the slower you talk. You're like, I am I'm like, Dennis I have to do Norris. my best not to slur. I'm, I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> you can Dennis me. is deliberate. That's what the D stands for. <laughs> that is not what the D stands for. <laughs> you can listen to Food for Thought on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download Golden Audio Goodness. Subscribe, rate, review us five stars on iTunes to make sure that Dennis gets a new pair of glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are so close. When that paycheck comes, Warby Parker is literally so affordable. <laughs> that's not an ad. That's just true. That's just fact. Get a new pair of glasses. She's not doing Warby. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Food for Thought Pod and on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read or <laughs> Gay Sluts Horad, however you magic eye that one. Sign up for a newsletter for episode insights, reading lists, and extra delectable content <laughs> at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and finally send all your questions, thoughts, concerns and dick pics to thoughts yes. at foodforthoughtpodcast.com Once again, that's food the number four and thought spelled how? T-H-O-T Thanks for coming. See you next week. Thank you, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.